Welcome to a lifestyle of perpetual transformation podcast. I'm your host, Bloon Busha. My hope is to equip you and drive you into greater spiritual depths with Jesus. Psalm 91 verses 1 through 2 in the Passion Translation. Um, the Passion Translation, I say this all the time, is one of my favorite translations. The entire uh, Word of God, the entire Bible, obviously most of us know, is not translated in this version, but the portions of scripture that are, um, what we get from it is a lot of beautiful footnotes that give deeper understanding. So when we begin to meditate on the Word of God, the versions that offer deeper insight are so beneficial when we're practicing meditation. The Passion Translation isn't always the most inclusive. Um, It doesn't always offer the most complex layers of understanding for scripture, but it gets to the meat of things. It brings out information that can cause us to enjoy the different flavors of the scripture. So for that reason, the Passion Translation is one of my favorites. In, In Psalm 91 verse one and two, it says, when you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. So we were talking about Galatians 5 verse 1, again in the Passion Translation, which says, at last we have freedom for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth, stand strong in this truth, and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past because the enemy wants to lure us back into the bondage of our past. He wants to remind us of it. He would love to get us right back into the place of sin, um, right back into the place of not walking with the Lord. But Jesus is saying through this scripture, you've been given freedom, enjoy it, cherish it, be firm and to stand in it, do everything to refuse to go back, whether it be in memory where you're rehearsing it to the point where you are Uh, embodying it, being it, and of course, definitely not actually doing the past. When Psalm 91 verse 1 and 2 speaks about my great confidence, the great confidence is everything we have in Jesus. This is the reassurance that all of us have about our righteousness. There's nothing that can change what Jesus did. But there's some really great insights about this part of scripture. 91 verse 1, the word Shaddai that's mentioned here is broken up we get some insight into the different ways it's expressed in the Hebrew root word. So it can mean God of the mountain, God the destroyer of enemies, God the self-sufficient one, God the nurturer of babies, God the almighty. So if we take that scripture again, Psalm 91 verse one, and we replace Shaddai with these different expressions, it is very powerful and very moving. So we're gonna do a little bit of that. When you abide under the shadow of God of the mountain, when you abide under the shadow of God, the destroyer of enemies, when you abide in the shadow of God, the self-sufficient one, God, the nurturer of babies, God, the almighty. Connecting that back to what we got in Galatians 5 verse one, at last we have freedom. We have freedom because we're standing in this shadow. It's his shadow that gives us all of this reassurance, just his shadow. I can't promise anybody anything concerning my shadow, except that they might see it, depending on where the the light is shining on me, depending on where they're standing. But when it comes to God, 
whether or not we're seeing his shadow, we are provided all of these promises expressed through his name, Shaddai, God of Mountain, the destroyer of enemies, the almighty, the nurturer of babies, the self-sufficient one. Nobody needs to help him. Nobody advises him. Nobody corrects him. So then the next word that is expressed even deeper in the footnotes in Psalm 91 verse one is the word hidden, where it says you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. The word hidden is said to have um, the meaning being endure through the night. So then they refer to Job 39 verses 28, where the same Hebrew word is used for an eagle passing in the night on the high cliffs. This is super cool because again, practicing meditation, going deeper into this, what I'm recognizing is there are certain key words that the Lord is highlighting to me that are leaping off of the page towards me for me to continue to enjoy the flavors of scripture. So night is interesting to me because first of all, I'm only hiding in his shadow and I'm provided with all of the great benefits of who he is. Um, the night is the darkness. If I, if I were to try to run and hide and I'm finding a shadow to hide in, my expectation is the person I'm running from or the person I don't want to locate me won't be able to see me because there's some type of, uh, there's something shrouding me, covering me. So in this case, night is covering me when I'm in the shadow of the most high. The enemy can't find me there. That's why we're hidden there. The darkness is what the night is. It's dark to the enemy. But darkness is as light to God, as he has said in scripture before. It's also where you have a lack of clarity and it's an opportunity for confusion. So the enemy is totally confused when he goes to find us out so he can create distractions, release lies, anything else you could think of that's evil. He is set into confusion because we are hidden in the shadow of the most high God. And like an eagle passing the night on the high cliffs. We're in this covering of darkness. So when we think about the word eagle, the things that I'm getting out of that is the fact that an eagle has amazing eyesight, keen eyesight. He could be so high up in the sky where he could look into the forest and see his next meal. Um, he also can go really high up in the sky. So regardless of where the eagle is going, when he has his eyes set to find something, he will. I like the fact that in this place of being in a great high position, we are above reproach. Because being above reproach means we're staying in agreement with the word of God. He says, make your demands, make your decrees, your declarations. What are the promises I have given you? What is it that is in my word that I say needs to be in you and come out of your mouth? What are those things you need to see from my perspective, the high place, because he is the most high God and we're hiding in his shadow that is high above reproach. So when we are high above reproach, we're connecting back to this phrase of confidence that is said in Isaiah, I'm sorry, in Psalm 91 verse two. Verse two says, he's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. So I have so much confidence in knowing I can go ahead and do the demands because he's the one that's encouraging me. Make your demands, be bold, 
Go ahead and stretch your canvas out. Go wide, go far, go deep, come up high. Do all of the things I'm asking you to do. Keep on agreeing with the, the words that are from me, the true words that are from me. And my agreement with him only works if I'm confident in him. Doubt may come in every now and then, and he knows that, but he also knows our heart better than we do. And if we've already said yes to him, there is a greater abundance in our heart that exists that I believe we're not fully aware of. The abundance of Jesus abiding in us, the abundance of his word that's been in us, the abundance of our yes. All we said was yes, and we received the gift of salvation. That is a very powerful transaction. We did nothing but said a three-letter word, at least in the English language. So here we have a yes that gave us eternal life. That is an abundance that we cannot measure on earth, and yet we have it. That's, that's a part of our confidence. So we have this great confidence when we hide in, the, hide in the shadow of the Most High God. And I think about Romans 8 verse 31, which says, If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm in the great heights with him. I'm in the darkness of his shadow. I'm seeing from his perspective because he has spoken a promise over me. There are things in scripture that I don't see working out in my life, but he is telling me, make your demands. Come and stand in front of me. Take your time in prayer. Don't stop. Keep pressing in. If you're being challenged by doubt, if you're being reminded of your past, don't take the temptation to go back to the past. Don't, don't bother with the distractions of the enemy. Just keep on rehearsing those things that you know are from me. Keep on rehearsing those things that you know you desire in your heart. And you and I have talked about it. So when we are having this confidence, it's also because we know that if he be for us, who can be against us? If he gave me salvation, who's going to take that away from me? If he said, make your words powerful in the, in the sense that you are expanding on it, where things can be absolutely impossible for men and you turn to me and say, but you know what, God, you can do this. That man has a broken leg and it's been uh, amputated. Um, this individual has a heart that, that has malfunctioned and now they're waiting for an implant. All of these things that are impossible for men, like we can begin to stretch our faith and say, but you know what? Your word says you are the Everything is possible with you. All things are possible. I'm going to put my confidence in you. I'm going to I'm going to just lay this right there on that table. The table that you're seated at. The table you invited me to. This place of communion that we're in. I'm going to bring it all right here. And I'm going to believe you. I'm not going to walk away from this table. I'm going to wait to see the exchange. I'm going to wait to see the manifestation, the kindness of God that leads others to repentance. Let your kindness be seen in my life. Let your goodness be put on demonstration through me. Let your, let your, let your beauty radiate off of my face. Let it be seen so that people are asking me. I'm making my demands. Let others make a demand of me to know why are you so radiant? Why are you so settled? Why are you so full of peace? The questions that seem to be out of this world for them, things that don't seem to make sense for them because you're doing the impossible in my life. That's what I'm waiting for. He says, make the demands because the more you believe in what I can do, the more you make a demand, you are actually releasing an ultimatum against the enemy. 
and he has already rejected you. So go ahead and make a demand even again, because his re the enemy's rejection has already given us, oh man, another promise, another level of faith to believe that the Lord hates when the enemy would try to reject us. He hates when injustice occurs to us. There are things in life that I know, such as losing someone that is close to us, um, when they leave this earth and we're completely confused by that, that is something I, I can never explain. I don't know anybody who can explain it, but I still trust God when these very difficult experiences occur in our lives. I still trust him. And I just want to encourage you to trust him too, to begin to make your demands and to say to yourself, if God be for me, who could be against me? If my Lord asked me, encouraged me to go for the plunder, if he encouraged me to demand that the things that were stolen from me, the things that were robbed straight out of my hand, or even the things I forfeited because of my foolishness, if even he is asking me, to make the demands, to see recompense, to see reconciliation occur in my life, to see restitution happen for me, to see his goodness pour out, to see that I experience the passion of his heart, to see that I would know how sweet he is, how tender, how faithful, how loving, how much his promises are real and I could depend, I could ride on his promises. I could take them and build a boat with them. I could build a car. I could build a plane, the most powerful jet, and fly through the skies because his promises will never fail me. These are, having this type of faith, I know it doesn't take away the sting of difficult situations we've experienced, but I do believe that he is ready to use us in monumental ways to show the world who he is and to even celebrate us on this earth, to even parade us around where the enemy has been trying to take territories and torment the people of God and even people who don't currently follow God, even people who would argue to their very last breath that God isn't real. God is fighting even for them. I just want to encourage you again, make your demands. If it's for an atheist rel relative, uh, if it's for healing to come into your bones, if it's to raise the dead, someone who just passed away, if it's to see your finances increase, if it's to figure out a way to make income work for your family so that you're not struggling, but that you're living peacefully understanding um, the ways of stewarding the things that are in our hands, asking him for really everything. I am going to stand in agreement with you as you make your demands to God concerning his promises. And in the ways that you want to be a blank canvas for him to draw a new landscape on, to create the flipping pages of the sun setting and then it rising into a new day. If you're willing to be the vessel that he pours into so that another can drink from and then 
a thousand generations after would continue to drink from, then I'm just going to pray and you could repeat the prayer after me. Father, thank you so much for your word, your encouragement to make the demands, to come to you and speak back to you the promises you spoke to me, to speak back to you the promises that are in your word, to even cry out about the things that I cannot understand, things that seem absolutely unfair that have happened to me. I lost a loved one. I don't understand why that happened but I'm gonna make a demand anyway. I lost something that was so near and dear to me, but I am gonna make a demand anyway because you are telling me that you're good. You are telling me that you are El Shaddai, God of the mountain, God, the destroyer of enemies, the self-sufficient one, the nurturer of babies, the God Almighty. If you are trying to conceive with your wife or your husband, then I want you to speak to God, the nurturer of babies, and say, I am going to abide in your shadow because you are the nurturer of babies. And I bring to you my body. I bring to you my womb. I bring to you all of how you made me to be a multiplier on this earth. And I'm declaring that you are the God, the nurturer of babies. And I'm hiding in that and I'm making a demand. Father, I thank you for every individual who is praying the prayers, giving you their demands, and expecting to see a return on their investment in their faith-filled prayers. If you do not believe in Jesus, but right now you're considering him, this is a simple prayer I want you to pray. Lord, coming to my heart, be my savior. Thank you for being the son who was sent to be the great sacrifice so that I can say yes and receive eternal life. Thank you, God, for your son. Thank you that you're already making the changes in my life. Thank you that because I said yes to Jesus, I am now righteous. I am now living under the blood and considered righteous. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for my righteousness. Lord, we love you. You are phenomenally beautiful. 